honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Wijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Audible, and Double Twist. Thank you once and always for joining me today. As somehow, someway, I'm getting caught up here on Black Friday, late Black Friday, because the lawn service is still in... Yeah, still in, still rolling, which is getting crazy. Longest season ever, but still trying to squeeze this thing in here. Per tradition, Black Friday, Timberwolves Explosion, hopefully can get on regular schedule again, just like I did with Brave the Wild yesterday, the Thanksgiving tradition. So, it's been an interesting couple weeks. The Timberwolves had lost six in a row, now we won five in a row, and then we get blown out tonight by the freaking Hornets. That was a little depressing. At least I got to, you know, see what I needed to see of that game. Timberwolves most recently blew out the yeah we blew out the Los Angeles Lakers then got blown out the next night by the Clippers drawing the ire of a lot of people including uh, myself and Johnny Krasinski and all that it was a gutless yucky effort uh, Phoenix Suns Timberwolves kind of showed a lot more heart in that game barely lost that one 99-96 that was on the 15th of November and then won five consecutive games against Sacramento by 10 San Antonio the next night by 25 points. Demolition Derby. Absolutely obliterate the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Hornets. Sounds like a smoke alarm is dead, dying or something over here. That's annoying. (laughs) Miami Heat, a very emotional game. That'll be kind of the feature presentation of today's show. And the Charlotte Hornets just tonight here. Not a good game. Not a good game at all. Very frustrating. At the end of the day, it was basically just 99 threes made and it was stupid and depressing, but well, welcome to sports. Uh, it was nice to see the losing streak come to an end with a very uh, crazy, wild uh, 107-83 victory over the L.A. Lakers. Carl Anthony Towns went off, had a lot of fun. Maybe he must have heard Timberwolves explosion or something with me talking about possibly <laughs> trading him away someday. Not immediately, but possibly someday if things just, the culture wasn't starting to turn around. As Carl Anthony Towns, again, didn't rebound the ball a whole lot, but a lot of shots were made, so it wasn't as necessary. 29 points. He definitely led the charge there. Anthony Edwards, a quiet night. But generally speaking, Anthony Edwards made things quite interesting. LA Lakers looked like crap in this game, and I'm not complaining. It was fun. It was nice. A 40-12 to 12 third quarter helps in that sense. Uh, again, Patrick Beverly helping change the culture a little bit in the locker room. And, of course, Anthony Edwards, I think, is doing the same. I think Carl Anthony Towns is pretty much what he is. He's a hell of a player. He's one of the most efficient players in the NBA. Probably the best three-point shooting center of all time, at least to today's date, which is really exciting. Is he the leader of a franchise? I don't know. Uh, Anthony Edwards, I think, very much could be. And you'll hear a soundbite from him coming up very shortly after the Miami Heat game. That was uh, so much fun. But the 129-102 gutless loss remaining in Staples Center, which will soon be Crypto.com, Center or Crypto.com Arena, which of course is a <laughs> it's a application that I uh, 
plug on this show because, hey, you know, we can each get 25 bucks from it to get going trading cryptocurrency. We'll talk about that later, possibly leading into the third segment. But a gutless, yucky effort, and Johnny K was like, you just knew that was going to happen, and, and it did, and I kind of had a crappy vibe that it would as well. Not going to go over it too much. It was just irritating and frustrating. Again, a gutty effort against Phoenix that ultimately, again, the Suns end up winning 99-96, the defending Western Conference champions, and still a legitimate championship contender. Cat was incredible. Anthony Edwards has been showing what a, what a heck of a rebounder he can be. He had 12 in the game. Carl Anthony Towns with 35. Few great games in a row here. DeAndre Ayton's a guy I wouldn't mind in a trade of some sort if we got uh, if we had to make some kind of trade and you get DeAndre Ayton back, I'd feel okay. Obviously, Carl's what he is. He's a unique uh, star player that's not easy to replace. So again, I'm not just literally dancing on the possibility of trading Carl Anthony Towns away. It's just that if if things just aren't working and he doesn't want to be here uh, in the future. He's, he's more tradable than Anthony Edwards as far as I'm concerned at the end of the day because I think Anthony Edwards sets the tone for this franchise much more than some people may even realize at this point. The uh, two-game losing streak would come to a quick end. Timberwolves beat the Sacramento Kings fairly soundly in a 107-97 game. It felt good. The Wolves played strong. Anthony Edwards showed up to play 26 points, very athletic, and a very fun overall night. Didn't shoot particularly great, but he shot a lot, I guess. Anthony Everton was very aggressive. Carl Anthony Towns, only 12 shot attempts. See, it's the efficiency of Carl Anthony Towns, which is so incredible, though the six turnovers certainly didn't help in that game. As, again, we try to get caught up here a bit more. This is when the blowout started happening, and a lot of us were like, geez, this team really is starting to turn the corner a little bit. Of course, the Spurs are a depleted team. Yes, Popovich is still the coach. Yes, it's, they still wear Spurs on their jerseys, but there's no... Tim Duncan, there's no David Robinson, there's no Ginobili, there's no uh, Tony Parker, there's none of that stuff, none of that going on, not even Matt, Matt, Matt Bonner, uh, Devin Vassell I think is a wonderful future in the league, he wound up with 18 points in the game, I really like Devin Vassell, he might be the best player on the current roster to be quite honest, when you look at some of these guys, otherwise DeJounte Murray, very nice player as well, though he didn't have a very great game. Uh, former Timberwolves watch and Kata Bates Jop and Daddy is Young just kind of running on the end of the bench here. Uh, the 11th and 12th guys playing in this game combined for two points and four rebounds. Most of it from Kata Bates Jop, to be quite honest, because Thaddeus Young never did rebound the ball anyway. <laughs> Torian Prince showing a little bit of something in this one with 13 points in only 15 minutes off the bench. Pretty cool, actually, to see. Uh, Torian Prince showing up a bit after an awful start to his young season with Minnesota. Four of six from downtown helped the Wolves blow out this team. D'Angelo Russell continues to be just a meh player. He'll have his strong starts, again, like Terrell Brandon used to. And then he finishes six of 19 from the floor. It's just like, ugh, okay, that's great. Um, but then you get this, this lineup, though, with Patrick Beverly in the backcourt with uh, D'Angelo Russell. They combined for 12 assists in this game. Then you have uh, Vanderbilt entered in the lineup, who's been averaging double-digit rebounds. You have Vanderbilt at power forward, Anthony Edwards at small, and, of course, Carl at center. This lineup, in the past few week, weeks, or like week-and-a-half situation here, about a, about a week, a week-and-a-half, has been historically good. Uh, one of the best starting lineups in the NBA in terms of efficiency and such. Pat Beverly and D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt with Jared Vanderbilt at power forward. 
it's been a sight to behold. Uh, the defense has been insanely better, and the Wolves have been generally blowing people out until tonight, which was just awful. We'll get back to that shortly. Memphis is a team that I respect quite a bit and the team I picked to win the Southwest Division. I'm reminding you of that for the 99th time again. John Morant is one of the best players in the league, but the Wolves kept him to only 11 points, and the Wolves end up blowing this team to kingdom come. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. 138 to 95, a 47-point victory, the largest margin of victory in the entire NBA for this entire season. Absolutely insane. Uh, who would have thunk the Timberwolves would have the largest margin of victory this year? Well, we do at the moment, and it feels damn good. Uh, I was able to pick up Jared Vanderbilt in fantasy, and he's actually been very helpful because he's filling up everything. He's a better version of what Jade McDaniels was supposed to be, filling up the numbers and everything, but getting the double-digit rebounds. And stuff that doesn't show up in fantasy is just the overall fantastic defense that he brings. Uh, Jim Peterson talked to, I believe this was Paul Allen locally. Yeah, Paul Allen locally a year ago saying that this guy is is the next Dennis Rodman. And Paul Allen was like, yeah, right. You can't compare him to the, the worm. You, you can't compare him to Dennis Rodman, who is deservedly in the Hall of Fame. And then it's like a year later... Paul Allen's thinking like, whoa, maybe there is something to this. Jim Peterson, who knows a lot about basketball, knows a lot, maybe a little bit over the top with a prediction of Dennis bleeping Rodman, but Jared Vanderbilt has been absolutely crazy thus far this season when getting significant minutes, and I think he's going to be getting significant minutes for a long time now. Uh, I think he has earned his spot in this league in terms of significant minutes, significant part of a team, a starting lineup or coming off the bench and getting tons of minutes being a valuable piece. But he can do a little bit of everything and maybe a lot of everything. A hell of a rebounder, fantastic defender, but he even gets steals and blocks. Three steals and two blocks in this particular game against the Memphis Grizzlies last week. Uh, quite an absolutely awesome, awesome <clears throat> showing. And the Wolves, in generally speaking, were spectacular in the game. I apologize if I sound almost like I'm whispering. I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of beat, kind of tired. I've been doing cleanups again, like every day, basically, other than yesterday. I hope all of you had a happy Thanksgiving, and God bless you, uh, as long as you celebrated it, and I hope you did. Awesome, awesome, uh, awesome holiday, obviously, and now we're in Christmas season again, which is always great. Uh, some people call it the holiday season. I still call it the Christmas season. I'd rather call it that. That's just the way I see the world. Uh, but a fun, fun overall night. And Jared Vanderbilt continues to be great. I'm also not trying to make too much noise as the lady upstairs is not a friendly person. Well, let's just leave it at that. 110 to 96 victory by the Wolves over at New Orleans Club. That's 3 and 16. Wolves get to 8 and 9, as uh, you'll hear from uh, Anthony Edwards in the next. Uh, after the next game, he'll think we're 8-9, but we're actually 9-9 after that one. Jade McDaniels, stronger, showing off the bench with 10 points and 8 rebounds. Harold Anthony Towns, scorching the net and getting the double-double. Jared Vanderbilt, this was one of the most beautiful lines ever. 16 points and 11 rebounds. You just feel so good when you can see he can get that done. Multiple steals, even gets an assist. Anthony Edwards not putting up the spectacular numbers, but generally speaking, you know, he'll, he'll attack the rim. He'll take away the passing lanes and create uh, opportunities, scoring chances if this was hockey uh, for other players and himself when he does that. Takes away the passing lane. you got a chance to go on the break. But also rebounding really, really nicely has been Anthony Edwards for quite a while now. For the overall season, averaging almost seven rebounds. His total points per game has dropped. It was around 25, but he's had a lot of not-so-good games 
in the month of November, unfortunately, but uh, you knew that was coming the next couple of weeks. He's not going to be spectacular all year. But as a forward, well, I guess his, his numbers have been pretty even in the rebounding. Forward and guard still averaging about just under seven. Um, huh, he actually averaged more rebounds in October. Hmm. Okay, well, I'll stay off of that then for now. <laughs> Regardless, Anthony Edwards still very much a franchise type of personality, if not a legitimate franchise overall player moving forward in the next couple of years here. And I do think he has, despite how oh, everyone is in love with LaMelo Ball, myself included, by the way, uh, well-deserved, I don't want to say those words, but rookie of the year. I think Anthony Edwards was well-deserved of it as well. And if they shared it, I wouldn't have complained. Let's just put it at that. Jared Vanderbilt, so happy, though. Just so happy. And you think he's this 11th pick in the second round in 2018 by the Orlando Magic a few years back in 2018. And what he's becoming, it feels so freaking good. And he's only 22 years old. Do you realize that? Jared Vanderbilt is only 22 years old. And what he's already becoming in this league, it's wonderful. Uh, you want to look at his split some more, how he's been doing as a starter. 7.2 points, 9 rebounds, averaging a steal and a half. Field goal percentage, 57, woo-wee, as a starter. And, man, it's been beautiful. It's been absolutely great. Absolutely love what he brings. 54% overall for the season. His overall regular season numbers thus far have not been that great, but that's because when he was a sub, he wasn't playing a whole lot. And now Chris Finch is showing us, you know, like, obviously, again, his love for the larger players, which I appreciate so much. If you have a power forward, play him at power forward. Don't have him run on the bench and put, you know, Josh Okogie at power forward, you know, or Anthony Edwards. God bless him. I, I'd rather have him playing in the wing position of small forward or shooting guard. And I'm very satisfied with Anthony Edwards at the small forward position because he can handle the, the the physicality. He's he's big. He's a big dude, and he can rebound the basketball. He's doing a hell of a lot more than Andrew Wiggins was doing in the rebounding category. Though, obviously, Golden State's having their nice scene. I don't even want to talk about it. But they're doing well. Yeah, they're doing well. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate it. Don't don't remind me. Just, just shut up. Shut up. I don't want to see what Golden State's record is. Go away. I don't know. I don't know anything about Golden State. The hell with that. <laughs> okay, sorry. God, I hate that team. Ugh, I hate them so much. I hate them with a passion. And I'm sure everybody, including myself, hates Jimmy Butler with a passion. Anthony Edwards, obviously... Not impressed with the guy either. Obviously, he knows he's, knows he's a good player, respects, respects him that way. But on uh, some people call it drinks giving. I try not to go too far, but have a beverage or two, but not too many. The day before Thanksgiving, uh, it was a hell of a fun night. Uh, definitely an up and down seesaw battle throughout the game. Carl Anthony Towns very much reduced in this one to only 28 and a half minutes with massive foul trouble in this game. I don't know if he was hurt a little bit as well, but definitely foul trouble throughout the night. Patrick Beverly hurt and only got to play five and a half minutes, which was a crying frickin' Mickey frickin' shame. Oh, boy. It was a crying shame. D'Angelo Russell only 6 of 14. Carl 4 of 12. That doesn't sound like Carl Anthony Towns. More field goal attempts than points. That's not Carl Anthony Towns, but it was in this game. Anthony Edwards took it upon himself, as did Jared Vanderbilt, to not only rebound the basketball, but play strong defense. Uh, obviously, the rebounding without Carl in the game with the foul trouble, despite the fact he was a plus 21 in the game, which is crazy. Ant was likely, or luckily, a plus 19 as well. Uh, as Edwards and Vanderbilt would combine for 29 rebounds in the game, and it was a lot closer than you think. You think, okay, 29 rebounds, that means Vanderbilt probably got 20 and, and Ant got 9, right? 
No, 15 to 14. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Anthony Edwards' career high in rebounding and career high in a lot of things in this one in terms of, uh, well, he did get 33 points. That's not a career high. <sighs> career high in freaking three-point attempts, 15. It's a little crazy. Malik Beasley spectacular off the bench, even though his field goal percentage was not good. It was below 50%, and his three-point percentage was 5 of 13. You know, it's not that great. But um, that's his numbers anyway, not attempts. But still got hot when you needed him to get hot. And Anthony Edwards stayed cool when he needed to stay cool, yet at the same time proved to Jimmy Bleepin' Butler, back the bleep off. Just just, just back off me, all right? You know, when there was a, a travel call on Anthony Edwards and Jimmy tried to, or Jimmy swiped the ball out of his hands, Anthony Edwards gave him a shove and was basically like, back off, biatch, basically like that without those exact words, but basically along the lines. And then and then you get this gem uh, in the uh, in his postseason press conference that went on for about 10 minutes. Press, literally, Anthony Edwards on for about 10 minutes with the media after the game. It was a beautiful thing, but this right here is a snippet that I think all of you would enjoy, especially those of us that are tired of Jimmy Butler's crap. And did you think Jimmy was trying to test you a little bit there? He's kind of walling up on you? Man, I don't know. Uh, I just don't like when people uh, yank the ball out of my hands. Like, it's, it's not that serious. Like, the ball going to get to the ref. You know what I'm saying? Like, it got to get to the ref. You yanking it out of my hands won't make it any faster. So he took the ball out of my hands, and I was just like, come on, bro. Like, he ain't that serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, the ball going to get there. Y'all got the ball. It's y'all ball. The ball going to get there. So, you know, I just – Felt like I had to let him know, like, chill. Even, like, a couple other dudes were trying to do it. I'm like, chill, bro. The ball going to get to the ref. Like, you ain't finna fight nobody out there. So all that walking up on each other, man, that's stuff for the birds, man. I ain't nobody finna fight. So I don't get into all that. Shit be fake. Wasn't that cool? Wasn't that cool? That bleep be fake, basically. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's fake, all right. And so was that, you know, walking up into him and, you know, when, when uh, Edwards gave him a little shove, Butler came up to him and basically Edwards was like, or Ant, okay, I know he wants to, if I want to vibe with Ant, I got to call him uh, Ant. <laughs> gave him a shove and just was like, basically like back off, you know, chill. That's, that's bull crap. And uh, that's nice, nice to see. Instead of, you know, that's the one thing about Anthony Edwards versus Carl Anthony Towns and leading the franchise and setting a tone for the culture of this team. For many years to come, not just now, not just the here and now, but now and later. It is now and it is later as well. Of hey, you know, you're not going to come in here and push us around and and you know bully us. Uh, it drove me nuts how Carl Anthony Towns just kind of let it go. Uh, yet he gets all emotional and gets into arguments on social media with uh, Joel Embiid, and that's cute and everything. But there's more to it. You know, put it up on the scoreboard, which is what Anthony Edwards did. He put it up on the scoreboard. He had the dunk of the year, which unfortunately was called a charge, which is bullcrap. That was also in the press coverage. I probably should have saved that too. But um, basically he was saying, yeah, I, I mean, that that at home, I don't care if the guy was three feet away from the circle. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if the guy was three feet away from the circle. It was at home, and it was that kind of a momentum dunk uh, over... Yeah, and it was such a bullcrap situation as well. Uh, Vincent, Gabe Vincent. It was such a bullcrap move by Gabe Vincent to literally slide underneath Anthony Edwards as he was going up for the dunk. We've heard from refs on numerous occasions when the situation was switched that you got to give the guy underneath space to prevent injury. That's how guys injure their ankles and have like uh, hyperextended knees and such going right underneath the guy when he's up in the air. That's complete bullcrap. I mean, guys get injured with that stuff. Kobe Bryant had the... 
I believe that's how he got his Achilles, wasn't it? Or was it an ankle? I think he had the ankle. Maybe it did damage his Achilles. Had the ankle. And then the Achilles happened like right after that, during the same game. He wanted to get back at the guy. He was like, he was, Kobe was pissed. He's like, he's got to wait a whole year to get back at the SOB for going underneath him. That might have been the Achilles. I'm mixed up in the head now, but this was years ago when Kobe had the Achilles. God rest his soul, by the way. God rest Kobe's soul. It still sucks when you think about that. Um, but it was a bullcrap situation there. You don't go underneath the guy and then get a blocking call out of it. That was bullcrap, you know, or, or a charge, excuse me. It should have been a blocking call, a charge. But Ant was saying basically, like, he wouldn't have, if he was the ref there, he would not have called a charge whatsoever, especially a home game like that with the momentum. Uh, for the fans and everything. I mean, the fans deserve that for being loyal to the team. And Anthony Edwards, you know, that was a statement right there against the uh, Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler with all the bullying and such. Like, enough is enough. This is bullcrap. Uh, Jimmy Butler was reduced to only nine field goal attempts in the game. To be fair, he was fairly efficient, but 16 points and only nine attempts, you know, it's just, oh well, bummer. Anthony Edwards, 33 points, 33 points. Yes, he took a million three-point attempts, 15 of them, and was about 6 of 15, which isn't the best you ever saw. But the aggressiveness, the aggressiveness and the momentum throughout the night was a beautiful thing. Gosh, man, we played the Clippers in the first uh, three times in the first two weeks of November. Isn't that weird? It's a little too much, I and mean, we lost all of them. That sucks. But that was quite a fun night, and, man, how can you not enjoy what Ant had to say after the game? It was beautiful. And Anthony Edwards, yes. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Makes you feel like a million dollars just uh, talking about it. it. It truly does. The Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan's team. Uh, they look like Michael Jordan's team. They're, and they're getting better. And yes, the rookie, the bleeping year, he looked really good. And his passes were timed perfectly. You can tell he's a seasoned player, despite the fact he hasn't been, you know, in the NBA for very long. Only... <clears throat> like a year, but obviously, again, he was seasoned nicely over there in Europe when he played, uh, getting ready instead of being in college, and the Charlotte Hornets, don't look now, they're 13-8, and eight, second place in the Southeast Division, I'm actually quite happy about it, it just sucked that we were one of the teams that lost to the Charlotte Hornets, and they hit three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer, and just another nice move for another dunk, uh, around somebody. That was a Lamella Ball just releasing the pass at the right place, right time for 13 assists in the game. It was so freaking frustrating. But 23 of 40 from downtown for the Charlotte Hornets. Their three-point percentage was higher than their field goal percentage. And their field goal percentage was obnoxiously high. 55.7? Come on! That's like Michael Jordan in his prime with that mid-range shot and flying by everybody and dunking on everyone. Of course he's going to have a high field goal percentage doing that. At 57.5 from downtown. What the, hell, what the hell can you do? What a bunch of bullcrap. What a what a bleep load of bleep. Yeah, you know, angry video game nerd style. It sucked. I'm up. Oh, there's that thing going now. That's uh, That was the Wolves three-point shooting. It needs a smoke alarm. No, it's just the Wolves three-point defense in this game. So much for the defense. You know, we're the best defensive team in the league, I guess. Well, tonight we weren't. That was bad. Uh, sometimes the other team's just making a million shots, I guess. It is what it is. Now we got to go to from Charlotte to Philly and play them tomorrow night. We'll talk about that in the next segment, but let's pass out the awards for this segment first. For standing up to the son of a biscuit, despite the fact he doesn't have the greatest stats ever yet, but he's going to get better. And he is the, he is the, the leader of the Timberwolves. I'm sorry, he is. 
And this is no disrespect to Carl Anthony Towns. He is the most, he, you know, keep, keep giving him the ball. Attempt more, get more attempts. Carl Anthony Towns needs more attempts throughout the game. This is somebody that's saying Carl should be the, the Robin to Anthony Edwards' Batman, particularly in the next year or two. It should kind of slightly do that. And this is not going to affect Carl Anthony Towns that much. It's not going to hurt him. In fact, people are going to still respect him as much as we did before. And in fact, he might end up being an even more efficient player when he doesn't have to worry about being the guy uh, in terms of the franchise guy, like the voice of the team, the voice of the team on and off the court all the time. Uh, He can still be everything he is already. He can still be emotional. He can still be intense. He can still be out there shooting his three-point shots at a very high clip, uh, but at the same time play inside some more. If he concentrates more on just the game rather than all this other emotional crap, you know, and getting in uh, social media battles, Carl Anthony Towns just might average 28 points a game and 13 rebounds every night and be a first-team All-NBA player and still be the second, and still be the, the, the Robin to uh, <laughs> Anthony Edwards' Batman. You might end up having a Shaq and Kobe type of thing there. Where there's nothing wrong with that, is there? There's nothing wrong with that. Because uh, if those two guys got along a little better, man, they would have been great. But hey, they still got a three-peat out of it. So it's pretty damn good, obviously. <laughs> I'm not saying this is the next Shaq and Kobe, but why the hell not? Why the hell can't they uh, head in that direction? Why the hell not in terms of, like, why can't they be a modern-day version of it, a Shaq and Kobe light that ends up being a dominant group of players. Some, you know, that end up winning a title or two or three. And let's at least get the first one. And is a force in this league rather than just, you know, being 9 and 10 and being 41 and and 41 every year. Or, you know, 21 and 61. Why not be a force? Why not be 61 and 21? Why not be you know, whatever the record would be, in the 55-win range at least, and compete for a title. Why not? Why the hell not? Which we don't, As much as I love the NBA draft, and I like to take that night, night off and enjoy, why, why have to uh, pray and hope to God that we get the right player in the top five every bleeping draft? We can get a good player in the 20s. Jane McDaniels, sure the heck, is a good one at 28th. Pretty good. So, yes, Anthony Edwards... Long story longer is the Lone Wolf Award winner for this show. I just took that way too long, but I suppose hopefully you enjoyed it. The Johnny Flynn Memorial for this episode. It's not like, it's kind of like the the way the team kind of like, like took a crap on itself right after crushing the Lakers. It's kind of like that. Like, what the hell? And tonight, honest to God, against the Hornets on the 26th of November, Black Friday. Not impressive. It's some, some real crap, you know? If Anthony Edwards didn't have that spectacular performance against the Miami Heat and standing up and all that, I might have given Jared Vanderbilt the Lone Wolf Award. That's how good he was the past few days. Uh, Jade McDaniels has generally disappeared, even though he's had some good nights. Malik Beasley's gotten hot. Josh Okogie's still frustrating. He can't shoot. He just can't. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think, is inconsistency. He's going to just keep getting Johnny Flynn memorials until he can be more consistent, even though he's had some damn good games. Games like 6 of 19 drive me crazy. They drive me nuts, so I'm going to keep picking on him, but it's a more gentle version since we had a awesome few, uh, we had like an awesome week stretch here. Week plus stretch here with that five-game win streak. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I guess it was about a week. Yeah, it was Wednesday to Wednesday. It was a lot of fun, though. Hopefully we can continue to do that. 
uh, maybe with a win tomorrow night against Philly or a home win against the Indiana Pacers that were only 8-12. and 12. We'll have to wait and see with that. Now we'll take a break and return to preview only three games. back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Like I said, three games to preview. Let's get going right away. Let's just move. Philadelphia Phillies. Philadelphia whatever the heck they are. Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, I messed this up, didn't I? Gosh, I had it all ready to go, but we'll fix it. Philadelphia 76ers. Only 10-9 and nine on the season thus far. So that's kind of how that goes. I'm going to try to load up the next two here. you got Indiana and yeah, there's one more coming up. I'll come back to that in a minute. But Philadelphia, Indiana, we'll come back to that shortly. Sixers again, only 10-9, fourth place in the Atlantic. Joel Embiid has played in nine games, and that's definitely a factor. Uh, he's missed 10 so far already. Tobias Harris has not been great either. I mean, he puts up numbers, but he's not been staying healthy. Tyrese Maxey, I guess he's the son of Marlon Maxey. I think he is, isn't he? And he's, he's doing all right. Seth, Curry's just, Seth Curry just gets better every year, doesn't he? Every year, he's making 50% from the floor. That's impressive. Seth, not Steph, but Seth. 41% from downtown. That's three-point range, of course. Danny Green's a part of things. Charles Bassey. I almost thought it said Charles Barkley. But I'm crazy. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's a weird team now. It's a very weird team. And in, I don't know. They didn't get any return for that stupid guy named... Uh, okay, I'll just leave him alone. But the guy they're hoping to... Uh, replace because he's not going to shoot suit up for them, Ben Simmons. So it, it's a mess in Philly. I don't think they're going to any East Finals now. A lot of us thought they were. NBA Final, East Final, something like that. They got beat by 20 by Golden State recently. Ugh. They lost to Utah. It's kind of like win-loss, win-loss, so maybe that's a win against us. That sucks. If the pattern continues, they lose to Utah by, wow, 35 points. What the heck is that? In Utah, though. They beat Denver in Denver. Two nights later, that's pretty good, actually. 103-89, they lose by 7 in Portland. They beat Sacramento pretty soundly by 8 in Sacramento and then get beat by 20 by the Warriors last night in their new building. We're happy for them. I hate the Warriors. Uh, they're not a good rebounding team, 29th in the league. That's okay with me. Let's uh, beat them in that category. We're at 14th now. We sucked so bad at rebounding earlier. Now we're at 14th. Good job, Jared. We're both tied for offense in 15th a game in points. Free throw percentage, they're second. We're 17th. Three-point percentage, they're fifth. We are 20th. Um, blah, blah, blah. Blocks, we're both way at the top. We're second in the league because the guys like Anthony Edwards, Jared Vanderbilt, Jade McDaniels, and Carl Anthony Towns. And then, basically, Joel Embiid there in uh, Philadelphia, fourth in the league. Assist-to-turnover ratio, they're a lot better in that category with 5th to 25th versus the Wolves. Turnovers a game, second best in the league in Philly. Minnesota's 27th. We're still a freaking mess there. We're ninth in assists somehow, and they're 21st, despite all these ratios and such. Steals were 4th in the league. They are 13th. Impressive numbers. A very winnable game. I don't know if I'm going to pick a win, though, in Philadelphia. I sure as heck would like to. 
Again, the Wolves 4-1 and one in our last five with a recent loss to Charlotte. I'd like to believe the Wolves are going to say, screw that crap after that awful Charlotte game and come back and win. But I'm not all that confident at the moment that things are going to head that direction. Oh, crud. Uh, again, and losing to Charlotte the way we did tonight with terrible perimeter defense. And, yeah, you know one of the main reasons why. It's not because Jaden McDaniels is back in the starting lineup. It's because Patrick Beverly is out of the starting lineup and he got banged up. So hopefully Patrick Beverly can return. I think if he does, the Wolves have a real chance to beat Philly. If he doesn't, the Wolves will not beat Philly. Patrick Beverly is definitely an X factor for this team. And it's going to be that way the rest of the freaking year. We, we need that guy, damn it. I think the Wolves do not beat Philadelphia. I think we unfortunately have a two-game losing streak again, but then start a new one, new winning streak anyway. Moving forward, I would like to believe Tobias Harris has a sore left hip. Patrick Beverly, left adductor strain. Left adductor strain. So, whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, it does sound like a painful type of thing. It's basically your side. So, it's his left side area, side muscles, if that makes sense. Kind of like the like upper thigh and like back. Kind of like the lower waist, back and all that. Back and waist and all that on the side there. So, interesting situation. I can imagine that's very painful. I've kind of been through a little bit of that, but strain, ST, not SP. That's the big part. That T right there usually means less, but it also means rest, rest. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe a little rice involved, if you know what I mean. Rest and ice. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to put ice, but maybe. But rest, obviously, is a big part of it there. Blah, buddy, blah. The Wolves do not beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Unfortunately, I think that strain will last for another couple of days, maybe into the weekend. And then uh, we'll get to see Patrick Beverly suit up again against the Indiana Pacers, hopefully. But the Wolves will not beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Won't be the highest scoring game. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little bit lower scoring. I hope so. <laughs> In terms of uh, that might actually give the Wolves a better chance at this point. But I do expect better defense against Philadelphia. Final score in this one, and they make a lot of threes. Crap. It's going to be something along the likes of 108 to 100. Philly wins by 8 over the Wolves. Unfortunately, most likely got to lead the Wolves in scoring in Philadelphia. Let's go with Carl Anthony Towns going out east. Come on, Carl. Beat the heck out of Embiid if he's actually healthy, and I think he is. Indiana Pacers, let's keep moving. Because I like to babble way too much, and it hurts. It's a it's a bummer. I'm, I'm getting a left adductor strain, adductor strain now, talking too much, right? Indiana is kind of middle of the pack in everything except block shots. They're the best in the league. Number one, numero uno, folks. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. What do you have? The first and second best shot blocking teams in the league. Ooh. Well, there'll be a lot of blocked shots in the game. Hard to believe. We're averaging almost 12. We're averaging about 6.3. They're averaging just under 7 at 6.8. That's impressive, actually. Pacers are 3-2 and two in their last five, losing to Charlotte. That sounds familiar. 121-118. to 118. That's a little better. 111-94 victory over New Orleans, like everyone else. They beat the Bulls. They beat the one of their, they beat their arch rivals, Chicago Bulls, 109-77. Cross-state rival there. Lost to the Los Angeles Lakers again in the finals. No, I'm just kidding. 124-116. And beat Toronto, 114-97 recently. Uh, by the way, to backtrack for a split second, of course, we play Philly tomorrow, and then we play them one more time in... Uh, on February the 25th, where hopefully the Wolves can get a split in Target Center. I believe they will. We're in Minneapolis on November 29th, so we go back home and then go to Indy, Feb 13. 
winnable game for Minnesota. I think the Wolves need to get the job done. T.J. Warren starting left foot and the left adductor strain for Pat Bev. I think Beverly will be back. That's my guess. If it's just a strain with a ST, gives you hope. The Wolves uh, can beat this team. Both clubs are right in the middle here. Uh, Indiana's just averaging one more point a game than the Wolves. I think the Wolves get the job done with a 113-105 victory over the Indiana Pacers. Anthony Edwards leads the Wolves with 30. Anthony Edwards leads the Wolves with 30. I think Carl gets 35 tomorrow against Philadelphia, but the Wolves still don't win, unfortunately. 30 for, minute for uh, Anthony Edwards versus the Pacers. Let's continue to move. Let's continue to march forward or attempt to. I had it all set up, and I bumped something, which messed it all up, and it's Washington. That's what it was. Washington Wizards, who are doing way better this year. Way better, because a certain certain guy who puts up nice numbers, he's had a hell of a career, but he's a loser. He, he's a loser. He's lost everywhere. He's, okay, that's not completely true, but he hasn't won big games, and he has some icky days. Uh, and when he shoots too much... The Thunder don't play well. The Thunder didn't play well, pardon me, uh, when he was there, and that would be uh, Russell Westbrook. Look at the Lakers now. And it's not just his fault. It's a lot of players that aren't playing well in Los Angeles and a lot of circumstances that are getting in the way as well. Guys that just can't stay healthy and because they're getting too old or too banged up over the course of their career. For, uh, former Los Angeles Laker Contavious Caldwell Pope, Vince Germano's favorite player, not. Because uh, he can't shoot. He, he stinks sometimes. Daniel Gafford's a guy some people like a little bit. He's solid. He can be a double-double threat on occasion, but not, nothing. He doesn't stand out all that much. He'll block some shots, though. Uh, nice center for the Washington Wizards. They're not doing as well as they were earlier. But Bradley Beal, let's just say I agree with some of the things he said leading into the season. I'm sure a lot of you don't, but that's that's life. We don't have to agree on everything. 11-7 <laughs> and seven on the season, though. It's like I'm sure a lot of people think I'm an idiot when it comes to uh, Russell Westbrook. I apologize for annoying you. Uh, torn ACL for Thomas Bryant. Torn ACL for Thomas Bryant as of January the 10th. So obviously it's been out forever. This is December the 1st in Washington. Yuck, that's not a win. Uh, April the 5th is the next showing way later in the season. Washington hasn't been so hot lately, though. Only 2-3 and three in their last five. Splitting with Miami getting crushed on the road and barely winning at home versus Miami. Losing to Charlotte by six. That sounds familiar. Okay, sorry. Losing to New Orleans 127-102. That does not sound familiar. One of New Orleans' three wins just happened. Wow. Um, and the Wolves are one of the others, too, which is really annoying. A 101-99 close victory in Oklahoma City by the Washington Wizards. I wish this person would not message me at this second, but, oh well, that's life. Unless it's Vince Germano, but it isn't. Damn it. Vince Germano telling me the Wolves just traded for somebody, right? Wolves just reacquired Ricky Rubio again. And uh, we also traded away uh, Josh Akogi for a bag of chips. A uh, bag of Doritos. Josh Akogi, you know, that's about it right now because he can't shoot. God, he can't shoot. God, he can't shoot. <laughs> he doesn't offer a whole lot else either. God bless him, though. I wish him success, but okay, let's shut up and get back to where we need to be. Wizards are averaging a little less a game, only one point a game less than the Wolves. Washington rebounds very nicely, fifth in the league. Remember, the Wolves are 14th, which is actually better than I thought. They're making their shots a little bit. The Wolves have a crappy field goal percentage of 26th, but better than it was when we were dead last in the league. They're actually not a very good three-point shooting team at 32%. Interesting. 
Uh, they don't get a whole lot of steals, but still almost seven a game, which steals are up all over the league, it looks like. They're 10th in blocks, 14th in assist-to-turnover ratio, 21st in turnovers, meaning they're better at protecting the ball than we are because we're 27th, yuck. And they are, they're right in the middle, 15th in the league in assists compared to our 9th. I just don't like the way... I don't like the Wolves in Washington. It's always been a frustrating thing. I mean, sometimes the Wolves do win. It looks like they just won. Because I think I said 11-7. and seven. They're now 12-7. and seven. Looks like Washington just won today. Yeah, they just beat Oklahoma City just now. Congratulations, Wizards, I guess. Um, I think Washington gets the job done, unfortunately. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those funny nights. Even though they're not a great three-point shooting team, they'll somehow find the bottom of the net versus the Wolves. Final score of 120. I don't know what the heck I'm thinking, but it's going to... I just have a crappy vibe in this one. 120-108. The Wizards win by 12 with Beasley. I think he'll get to 20-ish. I think Beasley will have a nice game. Jade McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt. Guys like that are going to have nice games. For some reason, I just got a feeling, though, it's just not going to be one of those good nights. Maybe Edwards struggles a bit. Carls gets in foul trouble. Maybe he gets a tech... The Wolves end up not beating the Washington Wizards, despite the fact they're not that great. But the Wizards win by 12. 1-2 and two going into next week. I know that sounds negative, but I think going forward, the Wolves will keep getting better. Maybe we do beat Washington, and I hope we do. Patrick Beverly returns. I think things head in the right direction quickly. Maybe. But then we got to go to Brooklyn. We host Atlanta. Utah at home, that could be a win. But since we played well, Cleveland at home, that could be a win. At Portland, who knows. And Denver hosting the Lakers. Let's kick their butts again. It's going to be an interesting month of uh, January or December. It might be a 500-ish month, but it's better than uh, sucking real bad, I suppose. So Wolves will probably be close to 500 at the end of December, in my opinion. But we'll most likely be back next week because i got to think the lawn service will be completely wrapped up by then. And I would certainly hope so by uh, February the 3rd. I, or excuse me, Jan, December the 3rd. I would certainly hope so. With that, we'll take a quick break and get to a little bit of fan interaction on Twitter and Facebook. which is bullcrap on my part. The Vigit application, you can do some fantasy betting, basically, on Apple and Android devices. Yep, you're not using real money. It's like a fantasy betting, in a sense, but it's a lot of fun to compete against other people to see how well you do, and you can win real prizes. Social media for sports bettors, you could post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting League is a month-long betting competition to see who the best better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, Bet free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats, there's great information available on the Vigit Lightline movement where the public is betting. Again, this is not real money wagering. It is like fantasy betting. And when they ask who the referral is, it is Paladino Live. That's right, Paladino Live, all one word. That will be in the show description along with Crypto.com. I will put a link in the show description as well, which is a referral link basically saying, I referred you. You click on that and then join with that. As a, you know, because it'll put in my information as a referral, and then both of us get $25. What do you think of that? That would definitely help the show, and you get $25 to help you kind of get started with cryptocurrency, because nobody said you got to put thousands of dollars 
in a crypto uh, in cryptocurrency right out of the gate. Even twenty five bucks in something, especially that sub penny, you could get quite a few coins and get started. I mean, you can get a million coins in some of those because they're like sub penny range, which sounds really crazy, but it's real. Yes, and I have made over I have made th- a few thousand dollars already on it, and I'm not kidding. Highly recommended crypto.com there. And it's so good, they're going to host the Los Angeles Lakers and LA Clippers for many years to come. What do you think of that? Crypto.com. Uh-huh. That's right. Twitter. At TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX. Please do give that a follow and interact with me like Tanae Brown did quite a bit this past uh, couple weeks here. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it, actually. Um, Tanae Brown. When did I release the most recent show? It's been a little bit, huh? Episode 313, so this must be 314 then. <gasps> wow, right? <laughs> want to thank Tanae Brown, Levi, Tanae and Levi Brown out of New Zealand, Vince Germano out of Australia. Thank you guys so much for retweeting the show. God, God bless you so much. And I was talking about something's rooted here, but I think Anthony Edwards is helping in that one. I'm going to follow uh, Jared Vanderbilt. There he is. Hmm, who's this other guy? No, I'll be happy to follow Jared Vanderbilt instead. Nope, that's Jerry Vanderbilt Burner. Well, I'll give it a follow anyway. God, I'm crazy. What's wrong with me? Oh, well, I lost my mind. I think I already am following Jerry Vanderbilt. I think. Who cares, right? <laughs> it's just a Twitter account. Levi says, crazy. Looking forward to catching the replay. That was on November the 12th. Oops. That couldn't have been the Heat game, of course. That must have been, yeah, that was the Laker game where he absolutely stomped them into the ground. That was fun. Absolutely awesome. That was that Laker game because, you know, for a little while there, things were not so pretty for Timberwolves fans. We'll continue upward. Tanae Brown says, Okogie has to go. Amen. Hallelujah. I was saying the same thing. Yep. And he says, feels like McDaniels is turning into another Okogie too. Yeah, he's not making anything, is he? He had a couple of good games, but yeah, Okogie. I even have a soundbite. I tried to get my mom to make a fun one because years ago, she kept saying, Joe? They need to put Christian Ponder on the bench. And I wanted her to say, Joe, they need to put Josh Okogie on the bench. Whereas my mom doesn't really follow sports, but she knows when somebody's really bad, then she would say something like that. I wish she would say that about Josh Okogie, yeah. Uh, Today was saying, I hate how home teams don't wear white now. I, I agree so much. I was saying, why can't the Boston Celtics just wear their normal classic jerseys? I'm sick of this crap. Yeah, I don't like what the Celtics have done with their jerseys the last five years or so. I mean, the classic jerseys are gone, I guess, forever. What's wrong with their classic jerseys? It's It doesn't get old. It's the Celtics. They don't get old. They're they're timeless. They're ageless. And, yeah, it's stupid to get rid of it. Tanae continues, says, How fun is it watching Ant when he starts knocking down shots? Hope he starts using it to get to the rim for the rest of the game now. Yeah, that was a lot of fun indeed. This was on the 20th of November, not too long ago. And that was an absolute blast. Whenever Ant is really on his game like that, it feels so freaking good. That was against Memphis Grizzlies, where the Wolves slaughtered that club. Thank you, Tanae. That's awesome. Always great. Ah, uh, now I lost where I was here. Yep, back up, go upward. And yeah, it is such a pleasure watching him. Tanae says, remember when people said Rubio was the point guard we needed? It was Pat Bev. What he brings is a culture change, defensive intensity, and a whole heap of toughness. Yep. Yep, you, I mean, there's nothing to disagree with there. That is so freaking true. It's not even funny. 
Uh, so freaking true. Did, did, did I quote tweet it? Yeah, I think I did. I said, couldn't agree more. He has been the difference in so many ways. How I was talking about when the Wolves brought in, or the Wild brought in players like that to help. That's who Pat Bev is. He's that guy in the locker room that can play, that can still play, and he's going to change, help with that culture change that makes a big difference. And the Wild did that uh, the last year and a half here with Bill Guerin bringing in the right people. So cool. Uh, Tanae says, in a game where the whistles are blowing nonstop with contact, Wolves have been scared to attack the rim. Look at the free throw differential. The threes need to come from outside, from inside out to win this one, not just staying outside. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I hate when they don't take it to the rim. It drives me nuts. Absolutely crazy. I was saying amen 100%. Attacking the rim and higher percentage shots are what it's all about. And of course, I'll keep this going on the show. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, settling for threes and just kind of launching them up was really frustrating. It looked like the Wolves were going to lose that Heat game, by the way. It wasn't all glitz and glamour like it was at the end with that spectacular dunk and uh, Anthony Edwards standing up to uh, uh, Jimmy Butler and then having that thing to say afterward. That was the glitz and glamour, and it was very much enjoyable. But there were some moments in that game where it looked like we were going to definitely lose. We were settling. We were getting a little on the softer side, and then Edwards just said, okay, that's enough of this. And it was so freaking cool. Tony Brown says, great to see them still get a win tonight against the Heat with him exciting, uh, with, with him exiting early. Yeah, that would be Beverly. Must be Beverly. Yeah. Yep, that, that is Beverly. Yep, with him exiting early. Like only five, five minutes and he's been hurt now with that uh, injury. Yeah, <laughs> I keep forgetting what it's called now because I'm losing my mind. It's a strange, strange injury. There's no question about that. It is called the uh, adductor. Adductor. That's like your side, basically. Like my left side hurts. Literally, what is exactly what's happening? I was saying, what an absolutely fun game. There's a lot of fight in this team that wasn't there before. So much to enjoy and feel optimistic about right now. Very much so. After that, it was mostly likes and retweets. It was really cool, though. And thank you so much for Tanae for the interaction. Really appreciate that. Facebook page, there is nothing really reacting, just kind of likes and a few follows and such. And I just posted that Anthony Edwards press coverage on there. No response yet. There we go. I had to respond to something here. Okay. Okay, so... Really appreciate you guys. Really appreciate today for interacting with the show. Appreciate you so freaking much. And really appreciate the uh, what Anthony Edwards is bringing to this team. I wish tonight could have been a little better. I, I really do. But unfortunately, that's just how it goes. Some of these road games just aren't good. The Wolves rarely win in Charlotte. The Wolves rarely win in Washington. You know, games like that. It's just a weird matchup. The Wolves rarely win in Atlanta forever. It is what it is. Going back to Leitner being in Atlanta. Back to Leitner being in Minnesota. You know, Chris Smith, guys like that. It's uh, It goes all the way back, basically, to the old, old, old days with the original uniforms and such. That the Wolves have struggled in places like Atlanta and Washington and Charlotte. It's been that way forever. To certain places, you just kind of struggle in, historically. Uh, Toronto's another one. Golden State, it was like that forever. And then all of a sudden, we, we beat them on occasion with Curry when they were winning championships. Weird. Yet, when we had the best record in the West... And Golden State had Bob Sura as one of their better players, and the Wolves lost by 22 twice over there. I'll never forget that. I still remember that clear as day, that the Wolves lost two games by 22 points during the season where the Wolves had the number one record in the West. 
number two overall in the league. The only team that would have had home court against the Wolves that year was the Indiana Pacers, and neither of us went to the finals. We both lost in the conference finals, and you got uh, Lakers versus Pistons, and the Pistons crushed the Lakers. Thank God for that. Sorry about that, Vince. I know I'm a jackass. I'm just kidding. But back then, I, I for some reason, I really hated Kobe for about two or three years there. I hated him with a passion. So, something about him just really got to me around that, right around that time, and then I kind of softened a bit again, and Vince kind of helped that as well. Just being around, <laughs> just having Vince as a friend made me appreciate the Lakers more. Um, I'm still not a Westbrook fan, though. I apologize. With that, thank you so much for the interaction. Really appreciate the show so much. Hope you guys uh, tell your friends about it, and I hope you enjoyed what Anthony Edwards brought. Sorry if it felt like I was kind of uh, moving a little fast through some of the games, but kind of needed to, you know, and some of them were like, you know, a few weeks ago and such, and I'm trying my best to keep up with things as now we'll get back into the swing of things with the regular games and such. Mostly wanted to talk about Anthony Edwards and what he brings. That's what made me so excited. And not every show should be an hour and a half long anyway. I like to keep these closer to an hour if possible. If it goes a little longer, it is what it is. I talked about crypto. I talked about Vigit. Now I'd like to talk to you about joining the show in terms of uh, audio submissions. Why not? Why not do that? Open up your smart device. Everybody's got one, basically. Even everywhere. I'll just leave it at that. Just about everywhere's got one. Uh, Open up the free voice recording application that every device should have. Just open it up or get one if you think it looks cool and works nicely. Open it. Press record. Talk into it. Treat it like a phone call. Hit stop. Save it slash share it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zomzar.com and you will lead off fan interaction telling a ranting, raving, whatever, raving about Anthony Edwards, ranting about whatever, the referees or the bad uh, <laughs> bad shooting or whatever the heck or poor defense, whatever you're, whatever's on your mind. Timberwolves and NBA related. Would love to hear from you. Would love to bounce thoughts off each other. So much fun. Love Owen 10 calls in. Would love to hear from Vince again. God, I'd love to hear from you again. Um, Hank McCoy slash, I just called him Hank McCoy again. But uh, Wayne Hunt is the main dog of the Courtside Podcast, the Alpha Dog. Uh, and then Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia. Wayne Hunt is out of Sydney, along with Stu Benson on the Courtside Podcast. Highly, 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 highly recommended basketball show. Though they've been in, incognito lately, they've been missing lately, uh, missing in action or whatever. Hopefully, they come back soon and get going. But you can also listen to their archives over many, many years, just like this show. You can go all the way back to 2008 with this show, and back to I believe 2010 or t- 2009 with uh, that one, the Courtside Podcast. Though some of their super old ones probably aren't around anymore, unfortunately. Though this feed has been around forever. This show, this feed for Timberwolves Explosion does go back to episode one. But even just a couple years with Courtside, there's so much good stuff. And the most recent show, just check it out, and they're bound to come back at some point. God willing, please come back, guys. They they go on hiatus at times, just like I do, with busy stretches. Well... Hopefully the Timberwolves can uh, actually have a winning week and and prove me wrong. And until then, we'll find out and we'll talk about it next week.